Hey guys, welcome to Nice Guys Finish Last, where we openly share tips and stories about sex and dating so you could take your love life to the next level. Anywhere from threesomes to squirting to polygamy, anything is fair game in the show. Most of this will not be safe for work, so don't say I didn't warn you. I'm your host, Tony Palmer, self-proclaimed sex expert and connoisseur of all things sexual. This episode is going to be a little different. Today, I have Jordy in the studio with me, and we'll be talking about straight out of the closet. <laughs> Jordy, so why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Let's start off. Uh, how old are you? Um, hey, guys. My name is Jordy. I'm 26 years old. I'm from here on Long Island, New York, and I'm single. Hey. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So, a uh, question I always ask everyone, how did you personally end up on this podcast? Tell the story. Uh, this guy. So, um, I work with Tony and he was telling me about a podcast and he was showing me all the ideas and I was like, I have not experienced any of this stuff. So I was like, I could definitely bring, you know, the whole gay side of, of life and sex, uh, forward. And I was like, would you make that a topic? And you were basically like, let's do it. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's what the the whole show is about. It's about like open communication and open about different topics that maybe not everyone's uh, interested in, but at least someone could always take a little piece from it and like learn and see the different side of things, whether it's a guy trying to find a girl's perspective or uh, a one gay dude seeing another gay dude's perspective. Um, and yeah, that's what the show is all about. So I'm happy to have you. And uh, are you ready to get into this? I'm excited. Let's do it. Woo! All right. So, Jordy, you already um, told the audience that you're into the gay community. Yes, all right. sir. Now, was that always the case? Were you also into women at one point and that switched? Or was it always men? Like, can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, so it's it's been like a history, like with my sexuality, really. Um, I like played around with like old friends so to speak and I was like mad young so I started experimenting around then um and we would just like have sleepovers and do things and um I guess I was always just accustomed to like another guy's you know so uh I don't know. It kind of just evolved from there. I did have girlfriends and stuff like that. Like in second grade, I had a serious girlfriend. She was like my first <laughs> kiss. Like I made love to her. Like you were we planning did, your wedding. <laughs> we we did dirty things like all the time. Like it was it was a time and like. Wait wait wait. wait. I, are you are you serious? In second grade. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay okay. I want to dive into that for a second. What is. What does that mean? What is 10-year-old Jordy up to? Or not even, 7-year-old Jordy? Yeah, I don't know. What is 7-year-old Jordy up to on the playground? Uh, Sticking fingers down pants and... What? Her hand down mine. What? Yeah. That is wild. 7 years old? Okay. All right, so (laughs) fast forward a little bit. You had the the very serious girlfriend in second grade. Okay, and then when were the, the sleepovers? Like the same time. The same time. So, so I was like living grade. the the double life. The double and extremely early. Seven, seven yeah. years old. Okay. So and then it just evolved, you know, like thirteen, like 
duh. Like you, you keep playing with the one friend and it's like, wow, something tastes salty in my mouth. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know what that is. Like, did you pee? And then you later on find out that like, no, he just came in your mouth. <laughs> and, um, it just like evolved, you know, like I kind of learned a lot about my sexuality, like by myself. Um, I was always afraid to come out. Um, I was always in tune with it. I like thought that I was like kind of in denial. Like I grew up as a dancer, I'm a professional dancer. So like, I didn't know if like me as a dancer, that was a thing. Um, I never grew up with a father, so I didn't know, you know, just being around women all the time, if that was a thing. Um, so I don't know. A lot of my life was just influenced by my outside world. And um, I just embraced it. I like regret nothing. Um, I love who I am today because of it. Um, but it wasn't until, yes, it wasn't because like, um, I was much older. I was like in high school and I was still trying to figure out if I liked girls or not. And I like, I got to the point where I understood sex and all that stuff. And I was like, I want to get in a relationship with a girl and I want to fall in love with a girl and I want to have sex with a girl or at least explore what they have. Cause I'm so used to what a guy has. So it never came across to the right person and it almost did i'll say that it almost did and i kind of blew it at that point because my number one fear was trying to say to her and letting her know like hey like i've done stuff with guys like i've have i'm i'm gay like there's a part of me that is gay like how do you think of it you know what i mean and like i can imagine like a girl who's head over heels for you, what that's like for her to hear and like breaking her heart that way. Um, and like, I could say like, I'm kind of, I'm really happy that like, I never did anything with her besides just have extreme feelings because like, if we did get really serious and stuff like that, and then she found out like, what would that have led to, Yeah, you know? So part of me is still like, can I like pussy? Like, can <laughs> I like get into it? But, so you went into that kind of with like almost like a like a curious mindset. Like what is all this about? What is what are point blank period? About? I'm just a curious person. So yeah. yeah, I think like the more that I've grown older, and especially now that I've experienced gay sex for quite some time now, like I'm like sure, like. <laughs> but again, like the whole thoughts of it like kind of freaks me out. Like I'm like there's two holes and like one bleeds and one pees and something else, <laughs> and I'm like, I know I get it. You stick it in there. But, you know, would it be like, would I magically feel this, like, new connection with that person and, like, completely flip my script? Or, you know, not necessarily. Maybe. Do I, I have, know. like, an Elton John moment, you know? I don't. What happened to Elton John? Well, he, like, was straight and married a woman. And then, like, they were in an unhappy marriage and then divorced. And he's this, like, he's a happy gay man now with a husband and two kids. So. Damn. That always, that's always interesting to me, like how people go so long before they're just like, you know what? Like, this is me. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, he probably knew before he got married. You know what I mean? Like, he was definitely attracted to men. Yeah. I don't think it was just, like, one day he was like, nope, I'm gay. Yeah. Like. No, and I feel like, and I'm not going to speak on behalf of the whole gay community, but I know there's a lot of gay guys that I've met and stuff like that and heard stories where, like, they have had something in their past that has allowed them to be who they are today. Um, whether it's their parents got divorced or they never grew up with a dad, their father passed away or something. And that was why they were able to open up. Um, you know, there's always something conflicting in our histories 
yeah. that allow us to be who we are. And it's not like the whole scientific thing, like, oh, you have like one less chromosome and like you're gay. Like, no, it doesn't work that way. Like, there's something like girls just want to have fun. Like that song was my jam. Like that's what yeah. I rocked out to. I used to practice like I played with Barbies. I used to practice like flipping my hair as if I had a ponytail and like I practice talking like a girl because I was around girls all the time and like my mind just like worked like that so so is that is that like common in the gay community is are most of the gay community um, like that where they know from an early age like they're playing with dolls and they're imitating girls voices or is that just yes and no and again I can't speak on like the whole gay community when it comes to that but like I know there's guys that like they're they're like the closeted gay so like they they are gay they they do what they do sexually but they're not open about it because they're like afraid of like what that could be like um or like the mass gays there's so many terms like when it comes to it so i guess everyone has their own feels when it comes to it i know like gay dudes that grew up hunting and like shooting deer and birds but like they just like dick yeah yeah um yeah, that always kind of shocks me. Like, whenever I see, like, a big, like, burly dude and, like, he's on a date with another guy, it's like, oh, okay. Interesting. That man looks like he can kill me with his bare hands. <laughs> but he's a bear. Yeah, but, I, yeah, that's literally the term, right? Bear? Bear. Bear are, like, big, scruffy, like, hairy, usually huskier guys. Okay, and what's the, uh, what would be the opposite of a bear? Would it be, like, a bird? Or? Uh, no. <laughs> like, a, a twink. Like, a twink, twink is, like, a young gay guy who's, like, clean-shaven. He likes, you know, his image, his abs, a little bit of a pretty boy. So Flashes his asshole to everyone type situation. <laughs> so, would you be considered a twink? No, is absolutely you? not, no. No? Not at all? I, uh, because you do keep up with your appearance. I feel like you are into that. You go to the gym. I've definitely seen you flashing some abs. Yeah, I, I try. I mean, we're all kind of like that. You know what I mean? I Straight guys, gay guys, like, we all care about what our bodies look like. But the gay community, we tend to mostly care what our body looks like, you know. Um, I've never been to Fire Island, but, like, the whole Fire Island scene is like, we got to be in a Speedo and look great for <laughs> summer. And I'm just like... That's not my scene, but you know, I, I do care. And I guess mine's for personal reasons, like as a dancer and stuff like that. So I try to make sure that like I'm well conditioned and, and so forth. But yeah, yeah, a solid body would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's take a quick step back. So, um, so timeline, we're talking second grade was a lot of experimentation. Um, and uh, at this point, you've come out to your family and friends? And no. no. So I actually only came out three years ago. Okay. Um, I I struggled with my sexuality for a lot of reasons. Um, I come from a super religious family, so like that whole religious religion card like played a lot on my life, um, and I knew how my my grandma, my mom, and everyone felt about it. Um, and I actually had a cousin. Well, I have a cousin who's gay, and he was in a serious relationship, and he moved in with his partner at the time, and like watching my family's reaction to that was like my testing battleground for how I come out and stuff like that and that's when I was still like playing with my emotions and feeling with that one girl that I was like talking to so I was like ah it's so conflicting and um I I went away and I worked and I met this guy and I think it was because I stepped away from home that I would I felt comfortable to like explore with my sexuality and to like meet people and really market myself as who I want to be um, and I met this guy and we, we talked and we got really serious and um, he surprised me for my birthday one year and um, 
it was literally my birthday party, my grandfather's birthday party, because our birthdays are like four days apart, in front of all my family and friends. And I like just slowly came out to everyone. Like I went to my sister, I go, I'm dating this guy. And then like, I hid it from my mom for like a solid week and it was a really funny story. But like when I told her, like she was, she didn't even bat an eye. She was just like, wait, so you didn't work together? And she was like more interested in like how we actually knew each other and stuff. Um, And then like before my grandmother passed away, like she approved of like my relationship and and my sexuality and stuff. And that made me feel really comfortable knowing that I could finally accept who I was as a person um, and just live my ultimate dream and I was in a relationship and I I came out because of my relationship and then we broke up May 2019 and this is the first time me as a openly gay guy so it's 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 different because like I did the whole experimenting phase as a closeted gay when I was in college and stuff and now that I'm like out and I've had a relationship I'm like I don't need to experiment because I know what I want yeah. And now I could say that, like, I'm I'm ready to dive in and find the right one um, and just enjoy life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that almost sounds like the best case scenario. Like, it, it made it super easy to who is he? Where is he from? Like, how did you like uh, coming from a place of like genuine care and like mm-hmm. happy to see you? Happy. Yeah. Like that. That's amazing. Because, yeah. I, I mean, I've heard stories where it's like it could be bad. And I've and really I've watched bad. videos, you know, TikTok, YouTube, all them like where guys are sitting with their parents and they're bawling their eyes out and they're just crying and they tell their parents that they're gay. And I'm like, I understand the struggle because I could never get myself to actually do that. You know, it, it was with the person here yeah after we've been sleeping in my bed you know under the same roof as my mom for like weeks you know what i mean so everyone has their different story when it comes to coming out and i just i applaud those who like go through that struggle but i totally feel it because i've i've dealt with it my whole entire life and it's not easy so yeah okay all right um so let's go into something a little bit different so uh dating apps yes what um what dating apps are you on? Are you on any dating apps? Currently, I am. Okay. Um, I'm on Hinge. Um, I've been finding a lot of really awesome guys on there. Um, I find that they're more like higher class men. Um, they're not like, I feel like Tinder and like Grinder or like Jacked, like all those dating apps or whatever, like have different breed of guys. Whereas like the Hinge crowd is like more of a top tier. Yeah, and um. In my experience, I feel like Hinge is the legitimate dating app. It's people going on, they're looking for something long-term, they're looking for a commitment, and they're looking to build. And I think that does genuinely attract higher quality people in the mm-hmm. sense that you're both looking for something serious. Yeah. Whereas, like you were saying, like Tinder, I don't know about uh, Grindr, but Tinder is a much more faster-paced, much more hookup-style app where it's not necessarily the highest quality of people on there, but it is its own thing. Yeah. And you thought, like, Tinder was bad. Like, Grindr is, like, an all-time low because, like, Loki, I went I went on recently just to like experiment to see what was out there like not not for like any sexual reasons just again I'm a curious person and within me being on may I also add it was like five o'clock in the morning I've gotten over 30 guys sending me pictures of everything under the book where do you live when can we meet up and I'm like 
dude, like, I don't want this at Damn. all. Like, it's it's a whole nother world. But there's guys, you know, who actively play the game correctly, find someone that they want to do a proper booty call with, and, you know, they, they get it done. So <laughs> I wonder not how my much scene. <laughs> that translates. Like, as, as a straight guy, I don't really see that. It's not like I sign up on Tinder and I have 14 messages being like, hey, if we could fuck tomorrow, that'd be great. Like, that doesn't happen to me. But I imagine on Flipped It, if I was a girl and I was getting guys messaging me, I feel like they might be a little bit similar to what you're experiencing as far as that, like, sexual aggression yeah. and, you know what I mean? There's a lot of sexual aggression. And I think it just comes, like, you call them thirsty, like, the thirst traps. Like, they, they just want it. Like, they want the D. Like, they want some ass. Like, whatever it is, like, they'll go and search for it. And they'll find the right picture that matches what they want if it's conveniently located and go for it. Not not about it though <laughs> I, I've like did something similar when I was in college I was on Jacked um, is that like, like an older version of Grinder? no it's it's like a different version of it like there's so many different like versions of like gay dating apps and stuff like that but like that one you were able to like exchange photos and stuff like that and you were able to like have genuine conversations but they were experimental days and I leave them behind Okay, so <laughs> if you had to like rate dating apps for um, someone that's gay that's never been on a dating app before, yes. what would you recommend? Um, are there certain apps you would recommend for certain results? Like where would if you... If you are looking to experiment and stuff like that, I mean, you could go Grinder, but like it's a little, I call it trashy. Sorry if I'm like offending anyone who's listening, <laughs> but like it is, it is kind of trashy in my opinion. Um, jacked, I did. I didn't mind it. I felt like it was a little bit more classier, but I, it's the same baseline where you're just looking for a hookup. Um, and I guess then from there, Tinder, and then I guess Hinge. Um, if we're gonna work up, I was on this dating app called. I don't even know the league and like you like you have to like fill out an application it takes a couple of weeks for you to get accepted to the league you only get three people a day that you're allowed to match with if you like like them and then you have to wait another 24 hours until you get sent another three people and then it sends you like little group chats that you can like meet people on and like you could talk about like drinking wine or like skiing in the mountains and like stuff like that but I don't know that was so extra like it was too time consuming and they weren't matching me with like the people that I actually found attractive so I was just like hinge is where it's at yeah that I've tried that app before that app is apps it reminds me of like if we were all celebrities in Hollywood and they were like trying to rank us yeah. in a way to like it wasn't like it wasn't a person personality compatibility type app it was more of like a status kind of app yeah yeah it's like well you're attractive and fit and you're attractive and fit and you look like you have money and you but you also like go you to Harvard and you have a law degree and like you have multi-million dollars and I was like you're far out of my league like it, the app is very very interesting especially the application process oh my gosh yeah that's the only app I ever heard of that you have to apply to be on it and then wait. I, I think few weeks is conservative. Oh, yeah. Because I'm pretty sure I applied and they told me like two to three months I might get it. That's answer. what they said. I, I, I got a response. It was about like 10 days that I was able to get into the league. So I guess I'm like pretty top, top tier, but here. whatever. Still single. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Big dick energy. What does that mean to you? I know a lot about it. Um, I mean, and also coming from like the dance community as well, like there's a lot of 
there's cocky people, you know? In the world, there's cocky people. And, like, I made this reference recently, like, you know the song Ego by Beyonce? Like, yeah. he's got a big ego. Like, it's talking about his dick, obviously, but, like, ego is, like, his personality, his persona. So, like, it goes both ways. So, like, big dick energy, it's, like, if he has a big dick, he's going to have a big ego he's gonna walk around thinking he's the shit and stuff like that and i was told like in a dance once like i need you to act as if you have big dick energy and i was like i don't really have that partially but like you know it was it was weird because like i don't know but it's big dick energy is like if you have a nice cock you know you could use it you know you could use that to your higher power you think you could get whoever you can you think you're better than everyone else. It's totally a thing, you know? So, like, big dick energy is almost, like, in, ingrained in the person's charisma. There's a sense of, like, yeah, confidence that comes with it. Now, do you think there's, like, a sense of entitlement because they, they think they have that big dick energy? I mean, yes and no, but I think I'm going to lean more towards, like, the confidence aspect of it. Gotcha. Because okay. I haven't, like, come across someone who's like, oh, I'm, I'm entitled, and then I'm like, what sizes your dick you know what i mean i never thought that but i i I definitely thought there's something about your character that's making you think that you're entitled so so basically if you were in a room with a a bunch of gay dudes you can basically point out who's who's packing heat (laughs) okay if we're gonna go there um because i know it's coming up a little bit soon um I have this thing, and again, I'm a curious person, just gonna throw it out there a whole bunch. I walk the streets everywhere, or I walk into a room, and you know how like dogs smell each other's butts as a way of saying hi? Like my first way of interacting with a, a dude is looking at his his crotch. Like I don't know, I, it's just the first place that my eye goes to, and I kind of like, is he packing? Like, is it big? And there's like so many ways like that could translate. You know, is he is he a grower? Is he a shower? Is it just really small? <laughs> is it just really big? So, so you would be able to tell. Room full of gay guys. I practice. practice. Oh yeah. Okay, so you're. I good at I that. practice this religiously. Now, what if we take that a little bit step back? Yeah. What if we're talking about pictures? Like, you're on a dating app. Can you tell if he's packing? I mean, you look for like the uh, visible penis lines in the underwear, if he's wearing underwear and stuff like that, like I do search for it. It's something that I look for in pictures and stuff like that. So the dick is in the detail. The dick is in the detail. (laughs) And it's funny because like, again, sometimes it's like misleading. Like it it could just be a shower and it's really not that big. Or he has big balls and a tiny (laughs) penis. The beans past the flank. So like, (laughs) it's, it's based on the situation, you know, but there's a lot to look at both in person and in a picture and i'm sorry if i'm making you guys uncomfortable not at all not at all that's what this whole podcast is about that's what i'm doing here (laughs) so all right moving on what is good sex to you what what is what has to happen for you to be like that was good sex i'm happy um so i've only had one solid sexual partner where like I've made love to him and I felt a connection while having sex. Everything else was just like a punching bag, so to speak. Um, So I think to me, good sex is like having like chemistry with that person 
and like you're really feeling it within that moment like you feel the spark and things are just naturally like you're making out and the hands are going everywhere and like you throw the person on the bed and you like eat him out and like give the best blowjob of your life and then like once it's wet like you flip him over and like you you fuck him (laughs) <laughs> and then, like, you do it again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You take that into the shower, and you shower together, and you rinse each other off and have shower sex. And then afterwards, you get back in bed, you cuddle, realize you're hard, and then go all over again. So, like, anyway. <laughs> so, so you would say it would, be, it would be more about, like, the energy and the connection. That's what makes it. It's the energy and connection. I mean... There's there's times where I've been on like a booty call. You meet up with the person, you sit, you talk, you put on like decently good music, and then you like crawl in the back seat of the car and you have sex. And it's so cringy because it's just like it could either be really good or it could just be like really bad. And like to me, like good sex is like clean sex. Like uh, that's just who I am. Like I like to know that we both showered. You didn't just come out of the gym. I didn't come out of the dance room, buddy. Like I know I could eat you out and you've done your business for the day. You know what I mean? And I could also go inside and know that I'm not gonna come out messy because as soon as things start to smell, yeah, that's kinda... where the energy drops. And it's not like we have an, a second option. You know what I mean? It's yeah. either just straight head or like anal so it's not like we have a vag to like dig into so you got to make sure it's clean you got to make sure it's good i guess i'll flip it for you like if a girl had her period you know what i mean like what does that do for you yeah you cringed it's weird Mm -hmm. if you were like pounding a bloody vagina like uh, it just grosses me out so it's the same thing with the dude you know what i mean good sex equals clean sex so flip that what is bad sex your worst epitome of sex describe it you just like i can't relate to the person you're not attractive i i you smell <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I feel like i'm taking this personally no no like as you're saying no this. <laughs> but like and then like i to me like i i give you know what i mean i don't receive but like i like big dicks like i if you have a small one and i could shove the whole thing in my mouth like great you're not pleasing me like i could i'm just working you off you know what i mean like it's not a challenge so i know everyone has their like own definition really but for me like good sex is just like a nice package deal okay and 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 body type like really does doesn't have anything to do with it because he could be clean he could be like have a nice dick and all this stuff and like not have my ideal body but we could have the most amazing sex. And again, I think it comes back to chemistry. I have to feel something with that person. So you're not more of a, a physical attraction. You're more of a, a mental attraction. Is that where you're going with this? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> like, I could look at a, I could look at like certain dudes and I'm like, wow, you're hot. Like, if you're attractive, I'm like, then my curiosity kicks in. And I'm like, what are you packing? And then I'm like how you know, the list goes on so yeah. i don't know but like if that attractive person that has all the box ticked off is an asshole and we don't connect when we're making out or something like that and then it's just dull that's bad sex you know it's what i mean the same some things are better to be appreciated from afar yes yeah <laughs> wise words <laughs> on nice guys finish last the podcast about sex and dating uh okay so Gaydar. Yes. How how accurate is your gaydar? How well can you tell if a man is gay? I like to think I have like a solid instinct. 
Um, yeah. it's, it's certain traits that I try to pick off of a person. Sometimes I could judge a book by its cover, like first looks. Um, but it really takes me to like learn the person a little bit more. Um, obviously like the way someone dresses clearly tells, you know, but then again, like there are straight dudes that like dress hella nice, get their eyebrows done, do all the nines. And then they're like, yeah, I eat pussy. And I'm just like, <laughs> okay, wow. Curveball. So, you know, it, it, it's, sometimes it's hard to tell others their voice you know what i mean there's some guys obviously that have the gay tinge and it's just like gay tinge like twang tinge oh so their voice yeah yeah and it's like you're gay like that's great i know i could talk to you and like we could keep going but i don't know okay so the voice and the appearance voice appearance and personality and personality but then again, there are some gay dudes who are, they act totally straight and it's just like, dude, what? Like the typical manly things. Like, yeah. Like you said, like hunting and like yeah. things like that. Okay. All right. So now, all right. So you could tell if a guy is gay, how do you know if he wants to fuck? Or is that just assumed? Cause we're guys. I, it's kind of <laughs> like just assumed and talked about because we're guys. Um, you know, going back to like the dating apps and stuff like that, like if I'm having a conversation, even on DMs and stuff like that, and if a guy says, are you top or bottom? He's down to fuck. You know what I mean? So that's the question that uh, sets it, sets the tone. Yeah. Okay. Are you a top or bottom? Or like, you know, when things just escalate too quickly, like I want to see you and I want to like meet up and like meeting up is like, all right, you want to like meet me? get a feel for what I have and then maybe get in my pants that night, you know? So, and we like tend to escalate pretty quickly, you know, like we just like to like jump on it and then take it from there. But not everyone's like that. So you said before that, um, if a guy messaged you asking top or bottom, yes, that's kind of like his, his bat signal for let's fuck. (laughs) Yeah, or or again, it could just be like straight up curiosity, you know, because okay. like there are some guys that's like I if like if I w- was a bottom, so to speak, you know, and and he was a bottom as well. Like, we're not going to keep talking because clearly that does nothing for each other. Um, if, if it was another top, you know what I mean? It'd be like, would you be game of being verse? And, yeah. you know, it's like, could we possibly like, can I see what you have and then see if I could take it or if you could take it and then go from there? So. So when is that usually decided? Like, is it usually in text before the meetup? Is it like- again? It's it's either first question asked or, or it's like. <laughs> Usually, after months of talking, it, it comes up, or like months. Month. Oh, it could go either way. I'm basing it off of my appearance, like, or, or off my experience. Sorry, like of what I've done. You know what I mean? Like, I usually tend to wait because I'm not one to like jump into. I'm a romantic. Um, I tend to like think, I'm gonna give this person a shot, learn more about their personality and who they are, and then say, all right let's turn up the heat a little bit more and i'm not even gonna ask right away like are you top or bottom i'm gonna be like so (laughs) and just like go at it i don't know okay so now is there a certain code with top and bottom like does the is the top uh guy assuming the male role in the traditional thing in the traditional relationship like does the top guy pay for dates like how does that work uh Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Um, I know it's like a big 
like controversy where people are like who wears the pants in the relationship you know like in my last relationship like we were both very equal um we would go on dates i would pay we would go on dates he would pay or we'll split pay you know so it depends on like who the person is i know like there could be some some bottoms or like um some submissive people who would be like so you're paying you know what i mean um i guess it I don't know. I haven't explored enough to like really ex- experience that, so to speak. I w- what came to mind though, I was thinking like going back a little bit was the whole picture aspect. So like if I was to go on like Tinder, Instagram, or whatever the dating app be, um, if they post pictures more of their abs and their bulge, or if they're like sitting in a chair with their legs open, or if they're like doing a profile picture and you could see more of their butt. You know what I mean? Like, okay, then you could like that. then you could pull apart who's more of a top or a bottom just based off like what they post Their about posture, themselves. Yes. Yeah. I always feel it. Like when I'm on Tinder, I like I'm gonna be honest. I don't look at the bio because realistically, the bio could be written by a friend and all this other bullshit. Yeah. I don't even really look at the pictures too much. I literally go on and I tap through the pictures just to get a feel for their body language, their their posture, how they carry themselves, mm-hmm. whether they're around people or not around people, um, how they carry themselves when they're around people versus the selfies by themselves. And I use that to kind of judge if I'm interested in them. Yeah. Um, going on, I, I kind of just went on a little tangent. No, on that. that's fine. Um, but yeah, you could definitely tell just based from pictures, like as well, who's a top or a bottom. Exactly. I feel like pictures tell a lot, especially they in like do. the things that people don't usually look for. Who's thirsty? Who's not thirsty? Like, exactly. Who means business? Who's like here the type to of fuck clothes around? They wear, what kind of pictures they're posting? Like even those little things that people don't think about. Like there was a hundred pictures they could have posted, but they posted those four or five. So right. Why those four or five? Right. Okay. Straight clubs, gay clubs. How do you feel about them? Which um, one do you like more? So there's different types of gay clubs. I'm going to say that. There's gay clubs that have, like, drag nights and stuff like that, um, which is a whole experience. It, it could either be the best night ever because they're so entertaining and it's a lot of fun to be around. And that energy, like, like, you walk in the room and you're just like, wow. And, like, you get drinks in your system and you're like, I'm in for a good night. Or it could be, like, I went to this gay club in Toronto and, like, I walked in expecting good music because gay clubs usually are known for their great music. And it was like an ass contest for an hour and a half. An ass contest? No, no music. It was just dudes going up on the stage, pulling down their pants, shaking their ass, and then getting judged. And it went on for so long. And I'm like, how many butts can I see before I could get a decent dance in for the night? So, and- so... They're doing this almost like bodybuilder style. Like these dudes are going on stage. Oh yeah, they'll, shaking pl- butt. they'll play like a little song. Like usually it's raining men or something. And like you watch these guys strip. They they're not allowed to go full nude. They just turn around, pull down their pants, and they like work their butt. <laughs> and like if people like it, they move to the next round. And I was like, this is taking way too long. But you go to like good gay clubs, and I'll speak like like industry in the city and stuff like that. Like good time good time is it like uh what kind of vibe is it just gay people everywhere (laughs) like and you could tell like there's the gay classes come out you could tell who's there just to dance who's there to have a trashy night who's there to like hook up and like walk away with like 
a one night stand or like who's you know like you could get the vibe right away and i go strictly just for the music the music is always great in gay clubs for the most part you know um straight clubs music always is great you know for the most part and then i think the atmosphere is always different like there's usually girls on on poles and there's you know they have confetti or like you know like just crazy elements to the club that gay clubs don't necessarily have and again really i'm new at this i don't go out so i i don't know if there's gay clubs that do you know dudes with spark plates on their dicks and you know they make things happen or like guys who like are up in silks like i'm sure i've seen videos of it on the internet somewhere but like from what i've been to and again literal experience because i don't go out much yeah um i don't know i fuck with both to be completely honest like there you are have fun at either one. I could have fun at either one, but like, I guess naturally I would feel more comfortable going to a, um, a gay club because I know I could just dance and do my thing and not feel like I'm being judged by the people around me. Um, and, you know, if someone wants to dance with me, come on, I'll dance. Yeah. So actually going off that, like, do you personally deal with a lot of backlash from people you don't know from being gay? Like, is that heavy in your life? How does that um, so I, I come from like a big dance community and like I could say like maybe 70% of the dance community is gay. I don't even know if that percentage is right, but there's a <laughs> lot of us that are gay. Um, so it's like kind of normal. You know what I mean? Like I want, I want a way to, to Malaysia to, to work for a full year and like we're all performers. Most of us were gay. You know what I mean? So, um, I don't know. That's just like how it works. Um, so in my community, I'm like very well accepted and stuff like that. No one's not going to give me a job and so forth. I actually play the opposite role sometimes. Like, give me a girl, I'll fucking dance with her. Like, I love lifting. I love getting grimy with a girl. It's great. Um, but what's the question? <laughs> uh, what is the backlash like? Backlash. Like, do you have backlash? I'm, I mean, again, maybe in my family there was a little bit, you know what I mean? Um, and I, that just came from, like, the religious standpoint and stuff like that. So, like, when we're going to talk religion, like, it's, like, ooh, cringy. Yeah. Or, like, my my ex was from the Midwest and stuff like that. So, like, going to, to his state and whatnot, it was, like, are mm. we going to be viewed differently holding hands? And he said, you know, we're not allowed to, like, have too much like PDA because like it's a big no-no over here um, and you just got to be aware with everywhere that you go you got to learn about like the places that you're visiting and the communities that you're with the demographics for sure and and just know how to carry yourself at least that's who I am because I know there's some guys that are like fuck it <laughs> watch me sparkle and I'm just like okay great you live your best life um, yeah so I don't know it really depends but me like my whole entire life like I have never really changed I've been like this since I was born so I've never gotten any shit from it like yeah I was bullied in school but like it was mostly because I danced you know what I mean and they're like dancing's for girls but like I'm sure every guy who dances like has gotten that backlash so yeah um no not really I just own who I am awesome okay and Let's say someone, um, let's say you're talking to someone right now that is in the closet. What, what kind of advice would you have as far as navigating the world, as far as coming out one day, potentially like what, what advice do you have? You got to do it at your own time. Um, it's really scary. Um, 
and I know there's a lot of emotions that go with it, again, just based off of the videos and the experiences and conversations that I had. Um, so you just got to do it at your own time, um, but definitely keep exploring. You know what I mean? Like, go on go on like a grinder and like go to the lowest of lows when it comes to being a gay. You know what I mean? And like see what it's like to hook up with a rando in a in a backseat of a car, you know, or at some random man's house, you know? Yeah. And just get a feel for what that's like because you could do all that and not like it at all. And then you're like, I'm straight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you could get into it and you're like, no, but I'm settling with this and this yeah. is kind of cool. And and it's really just building your confidence, you know? I think us gay people, we tend to be some of the more confident people um, when it comes to understanding who we are. Um, and that's why, like, gay rights are, like, such a uproaring thing, you know? Because we're like, no, like, I should have equal rights as this person because just because of my sexuality, like, nothing else should change. And I agree, you know what I mean? So going back it's like you have to be confident with who yourself and always be your true self because people are going to love you no matter what and just because you come out of the closet it doesn't necessarily change and if it does change for some people i know they've gotten kicked out of their houses and so forth like again i feel bad for those people who are in those situations but you're living your ultimate life you know you're doing what's going to make you happy at the end of the day and i f i feel and i've grown to to learn and to know that in life we have to do what's going to make us happy no matter who we are um that could be that could be dancing that could be knitting a sweater you know that could be having 10 billion cats and just living happy by yourself so um just do it on your own time build your confidence be who you are um and when the time is right you're gonna feel it S maybe do a slow leak you know what i mean say to a couple of friends if you have a sibling, say it to a sibling, you know, and then work your way up to your parents and then to the world. Um, and the one thing that I could promise is that when you do come out, you're going to realize a power that you never had um, and your life is going to completely flip. And I just encourage you to go ahead and just get started on that process, no matter what the timing is, because it's it's the, such a great feeling and the the best is yet to come, really. So come out of the closet <laughs> <laughs> and if someone's in the closet right now let's say they don't necessarily they're not ready to come out they don't want to come out for some reason but they definitely want a better sex life mm. what what would you recommend would you say just do a bunch of hookups figure out what you like or again it could be it could be go ahead and do the whole grinder thing and and do a bunch of hookups and see what you like you know try taking it up the butt if you're like ow it hurts then you know you're not a bottom you know <laughs> um and just like get a feel for it get a feel for what a dick is like in your mouth because it's way different than a vagina so you know like you got to get used to used to the different things and um you know play around ex explore watch porn a lot you know like do it all on your own time and then i think you're gonna know I mean, I started so young, so like, I kind of always knew, you know, but um, yeah, I don't know. Just take it from there. You're going to find the right person eventually. So, okay. And on that note, folks, we are finishing this episode of Nice Guys Finish Last, where we openly share tips and stories about sex and dating so you could take your love life to the next level. Anywhere from threesomes to squirting to polygamy, anything is fair game in this show. And again, guys, most of this will not be safe for work, so don't say I didn't warn you. I'm your host, Tony Palmer. If you'd like to follow me on Instagram, you could follow me at 
I Ain't Your Boy. That's spelled I-A-I-N-T-Y-A-B-O-Y. And Jordy, would you like the the follower, the listeners to follow you? Sure, why not? I could use some more. Um, my name's is, uh... Jordy Castillo. You could follow me on Instagram at jordmaster94. So that's J-O-R-D-M-A-S-T-E-R-9-4. That's it, guys. We'll see you next week. Woo! That was good. Part one.